Hey, hello. Welcome to Momentum. We are encouraging women who follow Jesus because we want you to know that your leadership and your influence matters. This is Debbie Del Prior. I'm here today with Denise, and today we are going to be talking about depression and anxiety. Yeah, this is a tough topic um, that both of us actually have had some experience in, so we're going to kind of bear all, I guess you could say, just so a lot of you know you're not alone. But first, we really want to make sure you understand we are no experts. We're not doctors. Not even close. Yeah. Um, So we're going to try to point you to some better resources than us, but we just want to yeah, maybe just open the door um, a little more for you to not feel so alone, yeah, and isolated, and, and ashamed, right, and afraid to. You know, I think so many times we want to steer clear of admitting that we've struggled with depression or anxiety or anything like that because it makes us feel like we're weak, and that's yeah. the last thing, especially as women leaders or you know ministry leaders, we we need to model vulnerability. To yeah. say, hey, I've been there. I've been through that. That's a great And it's point. really hard. So we want to help encourage you that, you know, if you experience some of these things that Denise and I talk about today, that, you know, not to be afraid to spend some time in prayer and dig in a little bit and maybe examine your heart and take a look if, if there's something else you can do. Because we that's the whole purpose of this is to help and encourage other women. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, well, first let's just kind of talk about it. Not that... I know for sure, but I mean, what is depression? I mean, it's not just sadness, right? Right, absolutely. Um, we all get sad time to time. It's it's a little more than that. It's hard to uh, hard to define necessarily sometimes, but it's sometimes just like this feeling of hopelessness or helplessness, and you just can't pull yourself out of it like you normally would, you know, just having a sad emotion. It's different. Uh, what, uh, what would you say about that? Well, I know, you've, I, I know that you've done some research on this. Um, we even have some statistical information here um, that says, you know, clinical depression, it's a serious and pervasive mood disorder. Hmm. Um, it causes feelings of sadness, hopelessness, helplessness, and worthlessness. Um, mm, and depression sad. can be anywhere from mild to moderate. You can have symptoms of apathy, low appetite, difficulty sleeping, low self-esteem, um, fatigue, or it can be more severe. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to talk about some more severe symptoms that you notice well, in women. Well, I mean, we, you've got to pay attention because if it is more severe where you just have thoughts of death or suicide, oh, sweet sisters, you need to seek help. You've got to seek help. Don't look down on yourself. I'm a Christian. I should never feel like this. You have got to seek help because there's something going on inside you. Well, and I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes that we make as Christians is there is this this false um, truth out there that we claim that, well, since I've come to Jesus, he makes all things new and you know, everything, I shouldn't have to, I, I shouldn't struggle with this and Jesus should be able to help me get through this. And there's truth to that. Yes. He, he, you know, the Holy spirit can be our helper and our counselor and mm-hmm. our comforter and all of those things are true. But when I have a heart issue and my blood's not flowing the right way, I go to a heart doctor and the heart doctor has to That's right. give me an exam and find out if I need some heart medication. Because we're same, humans. Yeah, absolutely. We are humans and we're in a fallen world and we're around 
sinners and things that are and we're sinners. (laughs) Yeah, we're sinners. Oh yeah, I'm the worst. And that things that affect us. So I mean, I don't know if you know this, but just in the United States alone, about 15 million people experience depression every year. And the majority of them are women. And nearly two-thirds of them just don't get the help they need because of some of the reasons you mentioned. So first of all, just know that it is very common. Um, and, and don't have be embarrassed. Get help. Yeah. Get help. Well, especially in today's society, I mean, you just turn on the news. And I know, and you know, just as, as a pastor's wife, I... My husband, I'm hearing on a regular basis about another person. We just heard about another person this week who's committed suicide. And it oh. always just breaks oh. my heart in half because these are people who are struggling so deeply internally and mm-hmm. they can't break free from it. So Yeah. And they and and it doesn't I mean, it affects famous people the same as it does yep. just uh regular people. So there, there are so many different causes um, to depression. I mean, let's talk about Chicago. Winter weather, lack <laughs> of sunshine. Oh, my goodness. That, that, what's it called? Seasonal? Seasonal depression. Seasonal depression. It, it really was getting to some people this year. I yeah. could tell. Oh, yeah. We had a grayer than usual, if that's yeah. possible, yes. in Chicago. And... Uh, Oh, that was that was tough on people. Yeah, and I'm still feeling that a little bit. Like yeah. we've had a lot of rain and just clouds, and it's June. We yeah, should, we want our sunshine. We want our. How Chicago come God summer. didn't call us to like beautiful, uh huh, yes, sunny agreed. places? Florida. We're gonna have a better mansion in heaven, I think, because of that. You probably will have a better mansion. <laughs> in I'll come visit you in your mansion in heaven. <laughs> oh man, it's a nice, um, it's a nice, hopeful thought, though. <laughs> Well, and there's some other causes, of course, like um, one new to me was smoking, um, addiction to nicotine. I would think addiction to anything. Yeah. Would. Drinking, anything. Yeah, would, yeah. would cause it to be more depressing. Yeah. Now, one important thing is your thyroid and your hormones. That's a pretty uh, big one because it regulates just all kinds of things, not only in our body, but our mind. And so it... You could have something, some level off in your body, and it's causing depression. So it's not a bad idea to get your thyroid tested um, just to make sure that's not an issue. And uh, you could get the right things subscribed. Um, What are some other ones? Yeah, like hormones. Can we just camp out on that for just a quick second? I may or may not be close to that stage in my life. And let me just tell you that some days it feels kind of like an out-of-body experience. Oh. So even on days when my anxiety is not higher, just life is normal, Those that stuff kicks in. I mean, your body just changes. Like, unfortunately for women, yeah, it has a huge just impact on Every us. month when I had my period, the day before, there were two things that happened. And I was not regular, so I couldn't even you know, know when this was going to happen. And I'd have a horrible headache Mm -hmm. and I would be mad about everything. Right. Sad about everything. Um, and then the next day my period would start and I'd go, Oh, Oh yeah. That's why (laughs) Denise has only been happening for how many years? Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, some other things that, uh, can cause depression, 
One is social media. That is a newer thing to our world. Um, I mean, just the comparison thing. Absolutely. Alone, where you feel like your life's not as good, you don't measure up, because most people don't post negative things. Yeah. I mean, there's a handful of people that probably really strive to be super transparent and post some of their normal ugly stuff in a, in a way to kind of help a sister out. But I think the majority of the time, yeah, it's, it's look at this great thing that I did or look at this great achievement that, yeah, you know, I accomplished or, Hey, look, I just made meals for three weeks and they're all in these beautiful containers. And, <laughs> or, you know, my kids got this amazing award and that's okay. Um, but we should celebrate people getting to put that stuff, but yeah, it can make you feel like well, yeah, your life doesn't measure yeah, up. That's the key. If you can, if you can look at those things and celebrate with the people that you love, the good things that are happening in your life, that's beautiful. Yeah. And some people actually get addicted then to the internet and, and then they kind of lose touch with reality. Yeah. Daily life. Oh, girls, you need to pay attention. There's you can look on your phone, see how much time you've been on every different app in your uh, settings, mm-hmm. and under I think it's under battery possibly, and you need to pay attention and then think, okay, I got to limit this. Right. It, it can be so unhealthy. Um, some other things that maybe uh, cause depression. What about trauma? Whether it was a childhood mm-hmm. traumatic. Um, experience or experiences. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit later when I speak into mine. Oh, and then some maybe recent, a death of a child or a loved one. And, right. And sometimes you have to kind of uh, coincide medication and counseling right, to help get through some of those experiences. Um, then we mentioned chemical imbalance, um, circumstantial. I kind of touched on it, but... Chronic pain mm-hmm. can cause depression. I, I, I feel like my mom's been battling right. that yeah. um, at this stage of her life with uh, Parkinson's disease. Yeah. Um, so there's so many different things. And the right. good news is you can get treatment. If you can muster up humility right. and buck up and, and get to the help you need. Yeah. And at the end of this podcast, we're going to kind of point in some directions. Well, yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe there's people out here, out there that are listening to this and they say, well, I don't have insurance or I don't have the financial resources to go talk to a counselor. I, you know what? Just find anyone, a brave, just be brave and just reach out to a close friend, a sister, a, someone you're close to mm-hmm. just to talk through how you're feeling because you never know. There's so much power in us reaching out to other people and being vulnerable and exposing what we're dealing with. You just never know the doors that God is going to open up for that. And don't be afraid to pray and ask God to provide you with resources that will help you because that's where as followers of Jesus, I feel like we can gain that supernatural extra help where we can pray and ask God to provide for our needs. And so just don't, don't forget to do that too in the midst of confronting it. Don't be afraid to pray and ask God to help you to send people into your life. I mean, he's a faithful God. He loves us. He wants our best. And we can trust that he's going to come through for that. 
Yes, absolutely. That's good. So what we're going to do is I'm going to share a little of my story first, and then Debbie's going to share some of hers, just so you don't feel alone. And that you, maybe it'll help muster up some courage for you if you need it. Um, so anyway, um, we've been in ministry here almost 30 years. Oh my goodness, hard to believe. I was just a little baby when I moved here, seven months pregnant with Lauren. And we had some high highs, people coming to Christ, and we had some very low lows through it. And people, as you all have experienced, I'm sure out there in ministry, some people left the church, but very unkindly, very unlovingly, um, hurtful, very hurtful. Um, but we made it through those years. We luckily had tough skin and enough to get through those years, and Tim was confident in what God wanted him to do. So then um, after a while, I went on staff. So we're working together on staff. I'm the worship director. He's the pastor. And it turned into 20 years. It started temporary, but I did that for 20 years, and it was such a blessing in many ways to work with them, but there was some tough and he, he begged too. you to do that to start yeah. out oh, with, he didn't did. he? Oh, he did. He begged me. And, um, so it's not like you were chomping right. at the bits to no, do it from the get-go. No, so there it wasn't was ever there. my passion right. to do this. Right. So That's anyway, important. some um, after I quit, there had been some circumstances around the prompting. Now, I had actually felt God kind of calling me to step down, step aside, but... I wanted to weigh this um, with God's timing and uh, different things. So this, some hurt and disappointment really kind of just made it final for, for me to stop. And I didn't just stop doing my job or my ministry. I felt like I lost my partnership with my husband at this church, all of a sudden I felt like, oh, it's your church and not mm -hmm. our church that mm -hmm. we minister at. I just felt so hurt, and I went through some really, really lows through that, and I sought out counseling. Um, finally, we got me some medication because you kind of have to sometimes put those together, and was I'm it hard for you to get to the point to where you finally reached out for counseling? Because um, I could think that it would be easy if, if something circumstantial happened and you were hurt. I, I could think that it would be easy to just kind of sit in that place of feeling like a victim for a while. Yeah, you. I. Uh, it took a little bit okay. because I felt like it's not very spiritual to feel this way. You know, oh, I, thought, I felt I like know. it was, you know, a spiritual battle I was having. Was I having too much pride? Was I having, right, you know, right. so many things? Well, and, and I love that you just said that. And I think that we need to always recognize that, you know, God, depression and anxiety and sickness and all of that, it, that is not what God wants for our lives. Jesus died to free us from those things. And we get that ultimate experience of that on the other side, once mm -hmm. we go be with Jesus eternally. Mm -hmm. But we have to be, you know, the Bible talks about being alert and sober-minded, and knowing that we have an enemy here, and that he's out to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, sweep our legs and really devour us. So I think that it's important to recognize that while we are dealing with this, don't 
ever underestimate the power of the enemy to come that right alongside exactly of that. Exactly right, especially if you're in ministry, girls. Absolutely. I mean, I, uh, he's going to take was, it and make it as bad as he can. Oh, you are head. so right. And um, there was a point I wanted to move. You know, I wanted well, to run away. I wanted to run away. I wanted to get out. Like I didn't like Chicago weather anyway. Bit. So <laughs> yeah, and so. Anyway, I ended up going to some counseling, and it wasn't like an overnight healing. It, it probably took, you know, a, a year and a half to two years working through it. Yeah. And uh, some prayer. I had some prayer warriors praying for me. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was tough. So uh, I went through that, but with the help of medication and counseling, I was able to get around that. And, and sometimes I still get sad because my grandkids aren't here or the weather's bad or, you know, some of that stuff. But God has led me in some other areas of ministry that if we would have just run away, may not have happened. Yeah. And I really feel like he's called me to do what I do. And he's given me some other joyful things in hobbies that I would never have tried. Right. If that gave me so much joy if I had just run away. Or... Yeah. And you know what? As painful as that was for you, don't you feel like God used that to shape you into who you are today? And that you're oh. so much more, you have, um, you're more vulnerable, you're more willing to admit what you've been through to help yeah. other people. Like, I think that that's beautiful. And it wasn't overnight no. by any means, but yeah. Yeah. I. So that was my story. Um, the whole process, you know, when I could say I was really healed, probably four years. Yeah. And so you're perfect now. Like you never even think about it. No, it doesn't bother I am so you. Perfect. It, does, it doesn't bother you anymore. <laughs> well, no, I want to talk to this because oh, I think. No, it'll creep you, up, but yeah, I will. I, I talk still re- re- rebuke Satan. I, I do that a lot out mm-hmm. loud. If I feel in the name of Jesus, in the name of my Jesus, <laughs> I do definitely. That's awesome. And, um. Yeah, so it, I can't pretend it's totally gone. Every once in a while it'll creep up, but it's not what it was. Praise God. Oh, yeah, praise God. So that is my story. So now, Debbie, you're going to share some yeah. of your yes, story. Yes, I am, and I will try to be brief. There's so much there. Um, we're going to talk about in another podcast about my story with infertility, but um, I gave birth to a beautiful baby girl the same year that I turned 40, mm. which that in and of itself is unique. But, um, you know, I uh, experienced a pretty big trauma when I was a kid. When I was eight, my father, who was a pastor, died suddenly. Mm. Um, he had heart disease. He was going through his fourth open heart surgery. And um, this was supposed to be an easy surgery. They were just going to fix him up, and he bled internally. And the, it wasn't like you all prepared for him no, to die. No, no. The surgery before this one was the big one that everybody was worried about, and he came through that one with flying colors. It, you know, so they thought that this was just going to be a routine, you know, surgery. Well, um, I was always the uh, emotionally connected kid, and I was, you know, the heart kid, and I was the one that maybe worried about it or worried about things a little bit more. So my my mom and my dad thought that it would be a really good idea to send me to stay with family friends who lived in another state. So I during the surgery during the surgery. Oh. So I actually learned of my father's death when I was with family friends mm. in Tennessee 
far away from my family. And I was the not only even by one. Your mommy. Not even oh. by my mom. And I was eight years old. So I have a daughter now that's turning seven oh. this week. And wow. so that's so close to my heart. So anyways, oh I don't, my. I, I got to be careful here because I don't want to take up too much time. But, you know, I just kind of coasted through that experience. After it happened, you just did life. My mom was a great godly example. She worked hard. You know, she was always How there. How many kids? Three kids. Mm-hmm. I was, I was eight. My brother was five. My sister was 11. She was a stay at home pastor's wife, got two jobs. And she just said to us, God's going to be your dad and God's going to be my husband and he's going to provide for us and take care of us. And we watched that. So my whole life, I've just was like, yeah, this is terrible. It stinks, but God's provided for us. And, you know, then when I was 18, I met my husband, fell in love with him and just continued on with life. And so when I would tell people, hey, you know, yeah, my dad died when I was young and they was, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's so traumatic. I would excuse it. I'd be like, yeah, it was bad, but God's faithful and he worked through it. And, Hmm. you know, I'm good. I'm good. And I was, oh, we're good. God's faithful. And, and that's true, mm-hmm. but um, what I didn't know is that um, shortly after I, so God answered all these great prayers in our lives all at the same time. So my husband, God called us into ministry. Yeah. And if you don't know what she's referring to, uh, go back and listen to the first podcast where I interviewed Debbie, but go okay. ahead. So, um, so God calls us into ministry, which we had been praying about what God wanted us to do. I find out that I'm pregnant, which was a miracle. Again, you'll hear more about that. Um, a couple family members came to know Christ that we had been praying for. So I was on like cloud nine for this whole pregnancy right after was just mm. beside myself. Yeah. In my whole life, I've kind of dealt with a little bit of fear and worry. And I remember as a little kid being fearful at night because my I didn't have a dad there and mm. thinking about someone breaking in our house, but nothing like crazy. Okay. So I would say about six months after my daughter was born, um, I started, and again, now my dad was 41 when he died. So I was 40. I had just turned mm. 40. And so, and this is the key piece because there's such a, there was such a deep psychological connection that I wasn't even aware of. I mean, I was, I could kind of speak to it and put two and two together, but I, it wasn't until I talked to someone, I'm going to talk about that in a second, that I made the connections. But um, I just went through an intense period of fear and anxiety. And I was fearful. You know, your body feels so different after you have a baby and like all my insides felt weird. And I just, I mean, for lack of a better way to say it, I was very fearful that I was sick and something was going to happen to me. And, and I battled that internally for so long. And I would have my husband pray about, pray for me. And, you know, I would talk through it with family members, but I I would just would be careful with who I shared it with because Mm -hmm. I was afraid that people are going to think I'm crazy or, Mm -hmm. you know, I shouldn't deal with anxiety and I'm in this new role as a pastor's wife and Mm -hmm. I've been a Christian for so long. And, you know, anyways, um, I dealt with those fears and anxieties and they just kind of got worse and worse and worse. And it's so interesting when I look back because my daughter is now going to be seven. So this is from about the time she was, you know, six, seven months old over the last, you know, several years. And so I would have all of these different things and I would pray through them and I would work through them spiritually and I would pray for wisdom and discernment and all these things. But recently, um, my family member told me, I had a family member that I was talking through with this. They said to me, you know, Deb, I wonder if there's like a root of what's going on with your heart and like what you're struggling with. And I kind of laughed, and I was like, I don't want to dig for a root in my life. I got enough- <laughs> like a root canal. <laughs> I got enough stuff on the surface that's keeping me busy. Oh, I don't want to deal with a root. So, but anyways, I 
I just prayed and I asked the Lord, hey, if there's something in my heart, if there's a root, you got to show me what it is. And so long story short, God revealed some stuff about the trauma of my childhood with my dad. Mm. And I got to a point that I went and talked to a counselor myself just recently and said, this is what I'm dealing with. And this is what I think it's about. And I think it's you know, going back to my childhood with my dad and my ideas of God and all of that are all kind of encompassed in this, you know, Mm -hmm. and she was able to help me say yes and put a name and be able to just kind of connect some dots for me. And it just made me feel very secure, secure with the Lord, secure in my life, secure with how I was feeling because it was almost like an out of body Mm-hmm. experience when you're, you know, all this stuff is you're inundating mm-hmm. your mind. But did you um, have to go on any medication alongside that? Um, I what? think that, yeah, there was a, there was a period of time that, um, and still on occasion where I talked to my doctor and he gave me something that when I'm feeling overly anxious, you know, to take it. Um, but I want to be careful with that because I don't mm-hmm. want to overuse it. Um, and so that's why I think it's so important that you do, if you need to do counseling or, talk to people about it or, you know, it, it needs to be a package deal to really help you put a name on it and, and deal with it. But, um, I'm so thankful for that because, um, it took me five, four or five years to actually get to a point that I went and talked to someone. So I'm praying through whether I'm going to continue to talk to someone again, if more stuff surfaces, I'm just going to kind of take it day by day. But, um, and does it pop up now? Oh, absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. why I kind of pulled it out of you because, Mm -hmm. um, as we mentioned earlier, when the enemy comes at you with that stuff, I feel like if he sees that you get victory, if the Lord gives you victory through other godly people or medication or whatever the case is, he's not just going to leave you alone. And so he's going to try to dig up dry bones. And so, you know, I do get, I still get those feelings once in a while and I still struggle with things. And so, um, I do what you did. I, I pray through them. Um, and I pray. I pray a very simple prayer and say, Lord, if I need to dig deeper with this, or if you need to reveal something else that I need to talk through with someone, then I'm going to trust you to do that. And then I just kind of sit back in that and and take the anxiety and the worry off of myself and put it on God to say, mm. if there's another avenue I need to go down, I have to trust that you're going to take me down that avenue and reveal to me what it is I need to work on and then go from there. Yeah. So that's wow. a very quick condensed version of my yeah. story. But Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. 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 It's hard. Yeah. So we hope... Any of you out there listening who can relate to us in in any form, whatever, that you will seek help. And some of you I know are in small towns and it's farther to go to get counselors, whatever. Um, It'll it'll be worth it. It, The effort, the work, whatever, um, it'll be worth it. So, um, And just don't be afraid to talk about it. Please don't be afraid, especially right. as ministry leaders, especially if you've been Christians for a long time. You may be listening to this and you may have been serving in ministry for 25 years. And what makes it worse is when other people are praising you and, oh, you're the, you're, you're, you gave me such godly counsel or you're such a rock or mm-hmm. nothing ever shakes you or, you know, I, I do not hear that very often. I just want to make sure I say that, but I've heard a lot of other people say that about my mom Mm. um, who was in ministry for several years. Mm -hmm. And so if you're someone who's getting that a lot, it almost adds to the problem because you think, oh, well now for sure I can't 
Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I mean, the enemy will actually deceive you and say, well, if you speak up about this, you could actually hurt somebody else's faith because they're going to think that you're weak or yeah. it's just such a lie. It's, yeah. it makes me angry when I even yeah. speak that which out loud. Which is actually some pride. It's absolutely Coming pride. There, which God so, hates, so don't say, just say no to pride and yeah. just do it. Just get out there and, and be brave. Yeah. Be courageous and be brave. Yeah. So whether it's you or you might be dealing with a family member um, who has depression, anxiety. Um, maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a spouse, a sibling, whatever it is. We're going to give you some recommended resources. And on my um, page, momentum.net, below this, I'm going to put some links. But some are free, and they are listed by topic. And they, they cover from mental health, from anxiety to bipolar, to children, to, you know, eating disorders, all kinds of things to ex- more extreme with suicide and, and the loss of a loved one and grief. And anyway, it's at kwarren.com backslash free downloads. So she, th- those are some free resources. But she has recommended some great books as well. Um, lots of books. You can find them by topic. But just um, go to her webpage, kwarm.com, and then backslash recommended-resources. And you will find lots of books listed. Um, a few that are mentioned is Talking to Depression by Claudia Strauss. Emotionally healthy, spiritual spirituality. Say that um, three times fast. Yeah, no, and I can't. I can't even read his name <laughs> by Peter Scazzaro. And in the middle of a mess, drinks for this beautiful broken life by Sheila Walsh. Many of you've heard of her. Yeah. And uh, first aid for your emotional hurts, depression by Edward E. Madi Jr. That's a big name. But um, there's so many more. And there's books on if your kids are depressed or um, grief playing into depression. So seek help. Um, Go find these resources. Um, But we just really... Let's pray for them. Would you lead us in prayer for the women listening, Absolutely, for sure. Father God, we, um, we just love you, and we are so grateful that we can come to you as God our Father, as Jesus our Savior, and as the Holy Spirit who comforts and helps us. And your word says that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. And so, Father, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit that you would lead us all, uh, myself, Denise, all the listeners of this podcast, would you please lead these women into all truth for their own personal situations, Father? I pray that you would reveal to them, God, maybe maybe they're not struggling with this at all, and praise God for that. I want to thank you for those of us out there that don't have to deal with this, Lord. There, there's maybe something else. It may be an actual physical ailment. Um, but for those out there, God, that are listening and that say, oh, I really, oh, I really want to get help with this. I, I can relate to these feelings and and I'm, I feel like I'm dying on the inside and I just, oh, just making my kids lunch or dinner is, is exhausting to me and I have no joy. 
oh God, I just pray that you would provide the resources for Mm -hmm. them, that you would send the people into their lives, Lord, to make it easy for them to open up and to speak out and to ask for help, Lord. God, we just want to ask you to intervene for these women and just provide for them and help them, give them wisdom and discernment in the middle of their trauma and their hurt and their pain. Mm -hmm. Just make it easy for them, God, to, to speak up and to speak out. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage their hearts and to let them know to not ignore it, but to to get help with it and to mm-hmm. be brave and step forward because you have better things on the other side of this. And as we walk through, your word says that we're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we should fear no evil because you're with us. Mm-hmm. Help them to have that confidence that we can walk through the ugly, hard times of our lives, even if we have to crawl through those Mm -hmm. times sometimes, but that you are there with us. And if we constantly are coming to you and depending on you, that's exactly where you want us and that you're a faithful God and you provide. And and just give those women, give all of us women, that confidence and trust in you as our provider. And we praise you and we thank you in advance for how you're going to use this and use this ministry and encourage these women. Um, and we just want to say thank you, and we love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we want to thank you again today for tuning in to Momentum to discuss this very hard topic. Uh, if you'd like more information or encouragement, you can check out Momentum.net or DeniseHarlow.com, or you can follow Denise on Instagram or Facebook. So we hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.